Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With brotherhood from sea to shining sea. American Radio. Radio. News, opinion, and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Welcome back to American Uck Radio. This is your master of ceremonies, Mike Phillip. I just asked, I, I just got asked a, an odd question. Um, the leprechaun that hosts the show on uh, Saturday said, so Mikey, did you feel the boom last night? I don't know what you're referring to, man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, hopefully, uh, morning host of, uh, daily mojo, Brad Staggs is, uh, doing okay. Uh, I hear that a, uh, a worm got in his ear and, and dug into his brain. Uh, he'll be fine, though. Don't worry about it. Uh, we've got all kinds of stuff for you today. Uh, oh, oh, and i got to mention, Jim Dawes is going to be hosting American Uck Radio tomorrow. Whoa! What makes us- Where did that come from? Uh, Jim Dawes is going to be hosting American Uck Radio tomorrow. And I think of uh, every single Florida man headline, every single time I... Uh, Think about Jim Dawes, right? Florida man gets uh, arrested for practicing karate on swans. Florida man uh, smuggles gator into a grocery store in his pants. I think of Jim Dawes. And uh, I've got it under good authority that he's going to knock it out of the park tomorrow. And so you got that to look forward to. Uh, and I, Mike Phillip, will be filling in for Jim Dawes. So I've been practicing my Jim Dawes uh, slight drawl that he's got going on. Very calm guy. Very measured. I'm going to really screw up his show tomorrow. Really uh, big time. Uh, but he trusts me. Boy, is he about to learn a lesson. Uh, turns out William Shat the Bed Shatner is uh, sticking his nose in people's business where it doesn't belong. It turns out that uh, Justin Trudeau thinks that racism is a big problem. This isn't new, but we've got new audio of him teaching it to kids. That's right. Uh, Justin Trudeau 
appearing on uh, Zoom calls to school classes and uh, telling impressionable children that Canadians are bad. Uh, Keith Oberman is uh, freaking out somewhere right now. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Ben Carson, we've got some audio of him. He made a really great speech talking about how uh, this is not about President Trump. It's about Americans. And he quoted... He, he quoted Thomas Jefferson and said it's time to rise up. Uh, so I've got audio of two white people uh, telling you that uh, racism is a big problem and a black man telling you that it's time to throw off a tyrannical government. It's h- hard to argue that. It's very difficult to argue that. In this time, uh, L.A. locking down... Four million people telling them that they can't leave their homes. Huh? Four million people in Los Angeles on house arrest. How can they do that? Uh, and our, and our Los Angeles, uh, Angelins, what do you call them? Angelinos? Are, uh, are they going to comply with that? Huh? What about people who have no homes? What about the homeless? How do they stay home? Huh? I got a Missouri doctor saying people who don't wear masks are like enemy combatants. Uh, the guy that invented Slim Jim is dead. He's dead, I tell you. So slip into a Slim Jim. Let's launch American Arc Radio right now. Loading program. Please stand by. <laughs> Somebody ordered an American Arc Radio cutting board off of our website, uh, and I, I hope I'm not outing anybody for buying their wife a Christmas present. I guess a guy could buy a cutting board. Uh, there was a couple T-shirts sold at the beginning of the month here, and uh, when you get your American Arc Radio cutting board, whoever you are, uh, please send me a picture of it, and we'll throw it on the website. All right, so global news, and this is uh, over on AmericanUckRadio.com if you want to head over there and uh, check out all the stuff that we've got. Uh, Basically, global news and members of the Canadian government and intelligence, Western intelligence in general, is now admitting that President Trump was right all along about China. Okay? They're, They're admitting it now. Uh, not not saying that Trump was right, but he was right. Top executives at CanSinoBiologics, the Chinese company involved in a 
failed COVID-19 vaccine collaboration with Canada were also part of a Chinese government program designed to incentivize people to transfer research and knowledge to China in exchange for salaries, funding, and other benefits. What was it that uh, President Trump said? Oh, yeah, intellectual property theft. Let me say that again. The Chinese company involved in a failed COVID-19 vaccine collaboration with Canada. By the way, Canada paid for most of it and they just kept the money. <laughs> We're also part of a Chinese program under their government to incentivize people to steal and transfer research and knowledge to China in exchange for salaries, funding, and other benefits. Do we have any audio on that? I think we've got audio on that. Let's listen to the audio. Here we go. This is Dr. Zhu Feng Yu and Dr. Tao Zhu. They're the co-founders of CanSino Biologics, a company that signed a March 2020 deal with Canada to mass produce a COVID-19 vaccine in Montreal. But these two men are also involved in the Thousand Talents Plan. Uh, you can't see them, but uh, they're very obviously Chinese, okay? But here's the plan. They get into it. Chinese Communist Party program recruiting scientists and researchers by offering incentives such as salaries and lab space. It's like a huge uh, vacuum sucking sound of all of this talent going to China. And they're quite proud of the fact that they've been able to do it. Good For job. years, the two heads of CanSino attended meetings in Toronto alongside Chinese officials where they promoted the recruitment program. Here's one 2011 meeting note called Lessons Learned, where Yu gives his tips to Chinese researchers in Canada on preparing for the culture shock back in China and negotiating deals with the Chinese government. Experts say participating in the Thousand Talents plan became even more dangerous in 2012, after Xi Jinping came into power. When researchers in Canada partner with China, they're taking not just their own uh, research that they've developed, but um, they've been funded by Canadian taxpayers. And uh, and so that taxpayer money is also going to China. To Good job, taxpayers. Hey, Canadian taxpayer, you're paying China. And the Trudeau government, you, you can't tell me they didn't know about this. You can't tell me. I'll tell you what else. The U.S. has the SWIFT system so they can monitor any payment worldwide. See, so Chinese spies stealing uh, intellectual property from Canada, paid for by taxpayers, giving it to giving it to them, and getting paid to do it. Go on for this technology development. Canada's National Research Council saw its own vaccine deal with China fall apart. Chinese authorities blocked the shipment of samples to Canada without an explanation. China is no longer a dependable partner. Oh, like they used Canada. to be? Experts say a solution would be for universities in Canada to teach their researchers how to protect their work while avoiding risky partnerships involving the Chinese government. <laughs> in August, the NRC announced its collaboration with CanSino had ended because Chinese officials had failed to send the vaccine for testing in Canada. Everybody was up in arms about that. And it's so funny because now conservative commentators and uh, news types in Canada are saying, 
Oh, look at Justin Trudeau and the liberals. They failed to get us a vaccine. That's a good thing, morons. People were upset. They didn't want a Chinese vaccine. (laughs) Wow. Meanwhile, uh, since June, many Chinese military staff have received CanSino's vaccine doses, enabling them to soldier on in epidemic uh, affected areas without being infected. Chinese state media reported in November. They'd never lie. Yeah. Canada, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, seriously. Are they even trying anymore? I don't think so. And and all of a sudden, China's not a reliable partner anymore. When were they? (laughs) Like, are you serious? Like, get real. This calls for, uh, uh, you know who's got it? Uh, Mike Fulop has got this. Don't worry about it. Not even a little bit. Oh, you got some kind of problem. Huh? You call Mike Farab. Mike Farab got this, huh? Mike Farab got this. Thank you, Chinese Mike Fulop. Move on to our next story. Uh, <laughs> Chinese Mike Phillips got this. So a lot of people these days are saying that you know, their their doctor is a, a hero. Frontline workers are heroes, right? My brother was driving into Edmonton. He told me there was a bunch of people standing on the overpass, uh, waving flags, wearing masks, <laughs> tell us that that uh, big banners saying. Uh, Salute our frontline heroes, right? Doctors are not heroes. They're not. They're very well paid to do what they do, okay? Some are good, some are bad, most of them. Uh, Look, allopathic reductionists, uh, you're under medical tyranny. How many times have I talked about this? And... uh, I'm not real happy to be proved right about this one fact, okay? But it, it, it's a fact. You're under a medical tyranny. Benjamin Rush said, unless we put medical freedom into the Constitution and Bill of Rights, our bodies will soon be as those under tyranny. Have you seen Celine Dion lately? Serious. Uh, this Okay, so this is also, this is by Laura Martin, okay? And it starts out with a personal anecdote. I'm just going to go through this. Medical tyranny. Medical tyranny. Uh, Laura Martin writes, My 18-year-old son who has Down syndrome has a dental, had a dental procedure last week. We were supposed to have it done in March, but due to the cancellation of outpatient procedures, it was postponed until then. His teeth needed major cleaning, and since he has a ton of oral sensory issues, sedation has become necessary. All went well, thankfully. However, that night, the dentist called and talked with my husband, who is an urgent care physician, about another condition he discovered. Our son has a yeast infection uh, around and slightly inside of his mouth. The dentist said in 25 years of practice, he'd only seen about five cases of this. 
until 2020. This year, he's seen 30. Think about that. 25 years practice, he saw five cases of this. 30 this year alone. Some dentists sounded the alarm about this six months ago. We talked about it on the show, but it doesn't fit the narrative, so you probably didn't hear about it. The working terminology for this new condition is mask mouth. Her son has other medical conditions that make extensive mask wearing counterindicated. However... He's been at the hospital several times lately where he's had to wear his mask, and they recently learned it's required at a place his class volunteers and works for about three hours a day. We thought this, uh, his health could tolerate this, but unfortunately, uh, they were wrong. His oral hygiene issues had, uh, make extended mask wearing even more detrimental than we had realized, she said. Mm-hmm. You'd think this might stir up an important discussion and this a rash of mask-related conditions might cause us to reconsider mask mandates or at least to have a reasonable discussion about this issue. But no, dissenting opinions are not tolerated, even and especially, this is the point of all this, within professional medical associations. All those people that are just wanting to keep you safe. All these people that are telling your government to not let you leave your house. Putting you on house arrest. Saying you can't get together with your kids. Hey, I just got a text from uh, Peter Downing. (laughs) USA is going to a one-party system. They even chose a name eerily similar to the German Nazi party. Interesting. I'm going to have to call him later. Now, no, uh, no, no, no. You're not going to talk about uh, these issues. Even though Fauci wrote a, pa- a paper on how this was actually the case during the uh, Spanish flu in 1918. In the year of 1918, God sent a mighty disease, killing many a thousand on the land and on the seas. We've been told God has warned us Jesus will come in soon. Her husband participates in an online discussion group of physicians. Uh, She doesn't want to name the group. Suffice to say, it's full of misery. Oh, sorry, Missouri physicians or Missouri. Last week's discussion centered on some members of the group's desire to encourage Missouri Gov. uh, Michael Parson to issue a statewide mask mandate. See, it's the doctors. The doctors. Right? It's always the doctors. Damn it, Jim. Uh, Listen, okay. This went much farther than a simple discussion of medical viewpoints. Now, this this is where we're getting to the, uh, the point of this article. Okay? I view those who would not... Uh, wear masks as equivalent to enemy combatants. Let me repeat that. One physician in that group said, I view those who would not mask as equivalent to enemy combatants. Okay. He went on to say, 
he would have the same enmity towards such a person that uh, he would toward a neighbor who chose to ignore the no lights after dark rule in a city under nighttime bombardment. He expressed disdain for his fellow citizens. While he noted that he would still treat these individuals as his oath required, he said he would do so while mindful of their selfishness. Who's selfish? Hmm? Oh, welcome back, Techru. Uh She goes on to say that her husband, ever kind and thoughtful, and not one for debates, wimp, pondered this man's words for a day or so, and then voiced his dismay. He wasn't surprised when several other doctors jumped on the enemy combatant bandwagon. He expected that. Look, your medical system, as it is framed today, came out of Nazi Germany. A lot of it. All right? This is something I've been talking about for a really long time. Maybe everybody should have listened to this guy up in Western Canada. I, 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 <laughs> what troubled us was that several physicians messaged Steve privately and thanked him for speaking up. They were concerned about the professional ramifications of speaking up, and understandably so. Dissent is not tolerated in this Orwellian nightmare we find ourselves in. You know, it, 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 just because you are a doctor does not mean that you get to run society. I I never voted for Fauci. I never voted for Teresa Tam. Okay? I didn't. I never voted for Dina Henshaw, the uh, chief medical officer of Alberta. Although I got to say, I got to say, Alberta's response to all the, the big lie has been less so than a lot of states. I am very thankful to live in Alberta, uh, same as I would be to live in South Dakota. Although uh, people there, I'm hearing, are having some issues with this as well. Not because of the state government, though. J.P. Sears did a little uh, monologue called The Elitists Who Control You where he posed as one. And I'm going to play that going into our commercial block. Can you believe that we're already uh, just about halfway through this hour? Oh, that goes fast sometimes. So I'm going to play that. I want you to consider it. Uh, Comedy has to have an ounce of truth to it. And this almost isn't comedy. Some of you have probably already heard this. J.P. Sears is a very, very popular guy. And, uh, but they'll listen to what he's saying and think about what he's saying. Okay. Like I said, comedy has to have an ounce of truth to it. Uh, irony weighs heavy. Listen to this before we get to our great Mojo Five O sponsors on American Oc Radio today. Whoever controls the media controls the population. And that's us. We're the elite. We control the media and therefore we control you. I can assure you, we the elite are not motivated by money. Even though there's just a few of us and we own nearly all of it, we're not motivated by money. We wouldn't stoop to that level. 
Money's a poor man's currency. We're motivated by control, specifically by controlling people. If you thought it was a thrill to make a bunch of money, just wait until you have control over a bunch of actual people. It's way more thrilling. Like, you know how you love your family and how you do anything for them? Yeah, well, that's how we feel about control. We love it. And we just want control over everyone and everything. Think about it this way. Yeah. Have you ever been in a relationship with a really controlling person? You know how awful that can feel? Oh, yeah. So you can imagine how much better it feels to be the person who's doing the controlling in the relationship. So that's what we're trying to do in our relationship with everybody. We love being in control. It feels so good <laughs> to us. That's why we make up rules to protect people. We clearly don't because they're not designed to protect people. They're engineered to give us control over people. Like a 10 p.m. curfew? Think about that. I can assure you that one's not because COVID's nocturnal. <laughs> Do you know what the feeling's like knowing everyone's putting on a mask to cover their identity just to go into a store? And we're not even there, but they're doing it anyway? That's how much control we have over them. It's intoxicating. Some say it's kind of like playing God, but not true. It is playing God. In fact, it's actually more than playing God because God doesn't control people. He gives them free will. We do control people, so. I wonder if we could control God. Jerry. See if we can get God to go into quarantine. How do we control you? With fear. It's actually the only way we can control you. Are the masses of people scared of the virus or what the virus has done? No, even though they think they are. They're scared of what we've told them the virus is, what it has done, and what it will do. Essentially, we want to keep you scared 24-7, even while you sleep. So again, why do we want you scared? So we can control you. Because we love control, not you. Getting people to willingly do things is controlling. It's great. But getting people to do things that are against their will is the G-spot of control. It's exponentially more controlling. Then you're at a level of control where people are like, I want to have friends over, but I won't because I'm not supposed to. They're going against their own will. Or they're like, I don't want to wear a mask. They don't do anything. But I'll put one on to go into the store so no one gets angry at me. <laughs> they're doing what they themselves don't want to do. And we're doing it to them. You know, getting people to get injected with something is controlling. It's good. I'm not saying it's not. It's controlling. But getting people to get injected with something that they don't want to get injected with is so much more controlling. And that's what we're kind of doing here. Is this making sense to you? Picking up what I'm putting down? We also strengthen the venom of control circulating in people by getting them to do what they know is harmful to them. Like we tell people, sunlight kills the virus, so stay inside. And when they submit to that, even though they know what they're submitting to doesn't make any sense and is harmful to them, they're betraying themselves and becoming more loyal to us, which means 
we have more control over them than they do. And that's a win. And in the same vein, we also like to tell people, if you're overweight, you're at high risk. So we're gonna close down all the gyms for your protection. And then they don't exercise. And the ace up our sleeve that people fall for all the time is we actually tell them human connection is bad for them. <laughs> it's like telling a fish that water's bad for them. <laughs> but the difference between fish and people is people will fall for it. So it's good. Another strategy that helps volumize the amount of control we have over people is we prey on the most scared people to get them to police the unscared people. Like, have you ever seen someone yelling at someone else for not wearing a mask? Or someone calling the authorities on a business that didn't shut down? Or someone reporting their neighbors because they had friends over? We're controlling them to control you. It's control squared. And I think it was Einstein who had the breakthrough equation, E equals MC squared. The C stands for controlled. The M is for masses and the E is for elite. Elite equals masses controlled squared. Well done. Simple math. Now there's three things we must control in order to have complete control over you. Your thoughts, your words, and your actions. Controlling your actions. We're doing that. Wear a mask, shut your business down, stay in your home, stay six feet apart, etc. Controlling your words. Yeah, we're doing that. It's called censorship. We censor speech that speaks out against the scare tactics that we're using to control people. A nice side effect of this one is it's much easier to control people who don't know they're being controlled. That's why we don't let people talk about what we're doing when they recognize what we're doing. And controlling your thoughts. Yeah, we're doing that too. Not mine. We control the media to control your thinking. Whoever controls the media controls the population. And that's us. We're the elite. We control the media and therefore we control you. Controlling the media is how we censor your thinking and therefore it's how we control your thinking. Because controlling your thinking shouldn't be left up to you. Should be left up to us. As we need to control your thoughts, words, and actions in order to have complete control over you. Because we love control. Will a heroin addict ever feel like they have enough heroin? Probably not. Will we ever feel like we have enough control over you? Probably not. So we'll gladly continue taking more control if you keep letting us. Mojo Five O. Patriotically correct. There's bad people in every profession, right? There's bad Domino's delivery drivers, bad auto mechanic, bad this or that. We're not going to compare law enforcement to any other profession any longer on this program because here's why. You cannot compare the occupation of a police officer to the occupation of anywhere else where there are bad apples. There's no way that there's this systemic racism within that field. There is no profession in the world that goes through more excruciating background checks, psychological evaluations, polygraph exams, 
examinations. Backgrounders go to every city that they've ever lived in, every job that they've ever worked. They talk to first grade teachers, neighbors, associates, possible associates. There are not a whole lot of bad apples in the law enforcement community. They're just able to slide through that. And through these interview process, you know, the, the dissection of their social media accounts and their Twitter, and it's all there. It's, it's there forever. And to insult them by comparing them to other professions, I'm just not going to tolerate it on this show anymore. Weekdays, 5 p.m. Eastern on Mojo 5 December 16th, 1773. And now, what really happened at the Boston Tea Party? What are they doing? They're throwing all the king's tea and coffee into the harbor to protest taxation without representation. Do you think we should stop them? I really like my car. Come on, it's not American Pride Roasters. Yeah, that would be a trebuchet mockery. American Pride Roasters, the choice coffee of real American patrons for over 250 years. That's right. Get yours today at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. And cut. I I don't think APR has been around quite that long, guys. Well, but what we do know for sure is that no APR coffee was thrown into the Boston Harbor in 1773. Hmm. So, therefore, using transitive properties, since they didn't throw any in the harbor, clearly they liked it best. Dang it, Chris. Hurry up and open that door and get over here and help me. This cooler's getting heavy. Well, um, yeah, I, I can give you a hand, uh, but I I locked the keys in the bunker. Dang it, Chris. We have to do off-track in an hour. How are we going to get in there now? Relax. I got a new lock we can install later, but right now we need a battering ram. Hey, I know. Let's use the cat cooler as a battering ram. It certainly is rugged, but I don't think it's made for taking down steel reinforced doors. Man, relax. The thing can take 2,500 pounds of concrete with only minor scratches. We can definitely open the door with it. Dusty, grab the other side. All right. Well, we need a new door, but the cooler's good. Let's get to the studio. Get your cat cooler today at catcoolers.com. That's catcoolers.com. Cat Coolers does not approve of their product for use as a battering ram and cannot recommend you use it in any breaking and entering scenario. But it worked and it was fun. No coolers were harmed in the production of this ad, but the door is a total loss. Also, don't use it for smuggling a cat into New Mexico as it's against the law. Patriot Energy. When solar energy is done right, it can save you up to 30, 40% over your current energy costs. Call the professionals at Patriot Energy to get your no-cost, no-obligation layout and design. Compare and contrast the differences for yourself. Go to PatriotEnergyAZ.org forward slash Mojo50 to get started today for your Patriot Energy solution. G'day, mates. Tech Roo here on location in Australia in search of a rare and elusive wild hare. Most think you would find him when the sun don't shine, but we will find him right here in this primitive Aboriginal outback. I would never consider an excursion like this without my Patriot Supply survivor gear in my pouch. No, not that pouch. I don't have a pouch. In my backpack. Besides the four-week emergency food supply kit that's back at home from preparewithmojo50.com, I've got an emergency blanket, my one-size-fits-all poncho, my snake bite kit, and my Alexa Pure Survival Spring Straw. Crikey! There's a wild hair now! Ain't he a beaut? Yeah. What's up, Doc? 
Find some great deals at preparewithmojo50.com. Listen up, you maggots. This is real food, real people for real men. This isn't some namby-pamby Captain Gay Sox cooking show. It's real food, real people. Real food, real people can be heard every day on SpooningRadio.com at 7 p.m. and 1 a.m. Eastern and anytime on Spreaker.com. Now for something completely different. Oh, what fresh hell is this? America Radio. Dang it, Chris. You're listening to American Oak Radio on Mojo 5.0 and the World Broadcast Network. We are live. Unless you happen to have downloaded it and you're listening to it tomorrow. In which case... Hello, people of the future. Uh, four things I don't trust in one story. Clinton, Bush, and Obama willing to take COVID-19 vaccine live on TV. And we can totally trust that uh, it'll be the same one that everybody else is getting, right? Uh, another thing that has come to my attention. Um, well, I just got asked, what are you doing on Jim's show? I'm going to host it like Jim Dolls. That's what I'm going to do. Clinton, Bush, and Obama willing to take COVID-19 vaccine live on TV. Uh, Boris Johnson is always also saying, uh, I'll take that vaccine on live TV. That'll make you all feel real much better. Uh, isn't it funny? Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, and George W. Bush. It's uh, like they were all on the same page all along, huh? It's kind of like that. Yeah. America's three most... Uh, recent former presidents have reportedly all said they'll publicly take a vaccine once once approved uh, to help promote the drug's safety. Yes. Uh, And they all told CNN. They all went on CNN. Uh, Suddenly CNN is a big fan of George W. Bush. Um, Yeah. While former President Barack Obama said in an interview set to air Thursday he may end up taking a COVID-19 vaccine on TV, Bush has even reached out to White House Coronavirus Tax Force members Fauci and Burks to volunteer to help encourage U.S. citizens to take the vaccine. The former president's chief of staff, Fred Ford, told CNN, First, the vaccines need to be deemed safe and administered to the priority populations. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, that does it for me. I mean, if if, if uh, Bush and Clinton and Obama are taking the vaccine, I I actually feel like uh, I I I I can trust that. You know, I mean, just Obama alone, right? Uh, yeah, no problem. By the way, did you know that Canada has ordered uh, nine doses for every uh, man, woman, and child in the country? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, somebody's getting 18 of them because uh, Mike Phillip don't want that. All right? So, uh, Canadian MP Derek Sloan, since we're talking about vaccines, uh, sponsored a uh, petition on the Canadian government's website to uh, 
and this is a petition that was put out by one of his constituents. He didn't write it. But uh, basically, and it's getting a lot of signatures. Oh, yes, it is, let me tell you. And uh, basically, it says that forcing people to get a vaccine amounts to medical experimentation, which it does. It does, right? I mean, according to the Nuremberg Code, you can't force anybody to take a medical procedure, and you can't force somebody to take something that they don't know what's in it, okay? Uh, we, we hung Nazis for that, right? But uh, certain uh, conservative stars, lady named Michelle Rempel, who was the darling of the uh, Canadian conservative alt-right evil Nazi party, uh, as you know, she was called before, she, she, she came out and uh, said, Canadians need the vaccine, right? I'll tell you right now, we should have never, ever let women vote. That, that's where it all went downhill, right there. That was it, okay? Now, <laughs> I've just pissed off a lot of my listeners, but hear me out, okay? That women seem to have, not all of them, but uh, ones that get into power seem to have this overarching uh, maternal instinct, instinct that they will protect you to death, right? <laughs> They'll protect you to death. And, uh, you know, we, 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 all of these anti-gun groups, the majority are women, okay? The majority of them. Because, you know, we, we've got to protect the children, right? Listen to, uh, listen to uh, Michelle Rempel Garner going after Derek Sloan because uh, he's dangerous because Canadians need a vaccine. One of the key things when the vaccine does finally arrive is going to be people have got to trust the process. And one of your conservative colleagues today, MP Derek Sloan, sponsored a petition that claims that the COVID vaccine is, and I'll quote it, effectively human experimentation. It goes on to question the safety protocols that were used or will be used. Um, will, and, and, and here it is, it's legally, you know, he wants certain things that he'd sponsored here. Will Aaron O'Toole respond to Mr. Sloan's uh petition that he has sponsored here? Well, I'll respond to it. Canadians need this vaccine, and I encourage every Canadian, when the government finally comes up with a plan to deliver it, to get it. I mean, <laughs> we live in a G7 country, and we have some of the Shut up, best you bimbo. processes possible for a vaccine. And I mean, it's like to suggest that our party stands for anything other is ridiculous, because we've been the party that has been pushing the government to get the vaccine for Canadians. So I think it's unfortunate well, I that. that we're. I think it's unfortunate that we're talking about this today. I, I mean, if my colleagues listening, what I want to hear from the government, and that where I want to focus on is the question that you're asking, which is a nonpartisan question. It's when are we getting this? What are the details? I mean, today the UK, for example, put out information about where these first tranches of vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine, one with the difficult storage issues, how that's being delivered, where. We should be getting that information in Canada by now. That we don't need to wait on approvals to have that type of information because we already know what those requirements are. I got to pause it right there. She goes on, but yeah. Okay, so that's now the debate. It's not whether you should have a choice or whether you even believe there's anything to all this BS, scam, debit crap in the first place. No, it's 
It's uh, no, the conservatives. We were the ones that said that we should get a vaccine. And the liberals are saying, no, no, we said you said you should get a vaccine, right? <laughs> That's a Canadian conservative for you. And she was a very prominent one for a very long time. Uh, by the way, she married a guy in Oklahoma and spends most of her days there. Well, you know, telling Canadians they need to listen to her about getting a vaccine. And no, no, it was us that said you should get a vaccine. That's the debate right now. Not in my house, yeah. And again, I think we're going to have a vigorous debate in the House of Commons led by our party and our party leader tomorrow on those requirements. But I just want to really emphasize this to anybody who's watching. Uh, You know, we can't afford another year of lockdowns. We can't afford the thousands of deaths that have been caused by COVID-19. And a vaccine is a key part of the uh, the fight against it. So right. I guess I'm going to look at my colleague Arif Barani too and say this information is needed that we're asking for so that the federal government can do its part in educating right. Canadians on those facts. And we're happy to work with them on it. Uh, and I'm glad I, to hear that. I'm, I think I'm glad everybody, to hear that. everyone agrees. Yeah, I can't, Evan, I'd say I'm glad to hear that, to be candid. And, you're, and Michelle's right, this shouldn't be a partisan matter. I think vaccine hesitancy, especially when it's espoused by elected officials, is problematic because when this vaccine I does arrive, that word. the next stage will be get, ensuring as many Canadians as possible take it to, to create that herd immunity. And that's a, the next sort of public uh, interest issue that will arise. But following public health just guidelines to- in the interim until it arrives is also critical. So I just said that uh, women should not be allowed to vote, and I promptly got a text from my mother. <laughs> I forgot she listens to the show. <laughs> did, did you hear that? Did you hear that? What a train of fools. Like, there's no debate. Uh, the debate is whether you're getting the, vaccine, uh, the vaccination fast enough, right? Not, should we do this? Or, no, no, no. The debate is... No, we said that you need one. No, we did. Who are you going to vote for? <laughs> That's your Canadian uh, conservative right there, uh, which is, uh, look, uh, there's been a lot of arguing lately over whether or not Alberta should be an independent republic or a state. Uh, I'm good either way. Just cut ties with Canada. That's all I'm saying. Weighing 271 pounds, Jesse the Body Ventura. American Radio. I'm former governor of Minnesota and pro wrestler Jesse Ventura. I once came close to killing a predator. I'm here to tell you that if you listen to America Nuck Radio, it'll turn you into a goddamn mojo sexual. Mm, check it out. I get more beautiful looking every day. Yeah. You know who's a mojo sexual? Dr. Ben Carson. <laughs> you know who's not? The two white guys that I'm going to play before him. Yeah, remember I told you I had that audio at the beginning of the show? Uh, well, we're going to do... It's time! It's time for the audio. First, we're going to start off with Justin Trudeau. And uh, prepare to grit your teeth at uh, how this guy talks. Even hesitant to call him a guy. Listen to this. 
Talking to a school kid. Whether it's uh, examples of anti-Asian racism or uh, systemic racism that is affecting indigenous peoples and their relations with uh, police uh, and the justice system, uh, uh, whether it's uh, uh, far too many examples of uh, anti-black racism that we've seen from the United States, uh, troubling anti-Semitism uh, that is on the rise again. Um, we need as a society to stand together. We are not perfect in Canada and there are far too many uh, troubling examples, particularly with a rise in, in polarization, in a rise of the alt-right, uh, a rise of, of intolerance. Hey, Chet in Alabama, Keith Olbermann's going to come to your house and beat you up. Listen, okay, so that was Justin Trudeau, okay, talking about how uh, racism, racism, racism. I'm so tired of hearing about uh, COVIDs and racists. But here we are. Uh, listen to this bite of Keith Olbermann. This guy just gets more unhinged all the time. Uh, Mark Dice actually did a feature on it. But uh, let's get Olbermann's old words here. We also want as many members as possible of this corrupt, immoral, anti-democratic, outgoing administration indicted, arrested, tried, and imprisoned. We want enough of them in there that they can hold reunions and birthday parties. We want the prison so filled with Trumps and Trump flunkies and Trump apologists and Trump enablers that we have to convert Trump buildings into new goddamned Trump prisons. <laughs> Whoa. Keith Oberman is, uh, he's going to round you all up. That's right. He's coming to your house. Going to beat you up, arrest you for being a Trump supporter. Now, that was two white men. Let's listen to a black man explain how it ain't about Trump. No, it's not. It's about the American people and what they're going to do. It's not about Donald Trump. It is not about me. It is about we, the people. And Thomas Jefferson said that we would reach this point because we, the people, would not be paying attention and it would allow the government to grow, to expand, and to metastasize and to try to rule us. But he said, before we turn into something else, we, the people, would recognize what was going on, what we were about to lose, and we would rise up and we would take control of our nation and I say now is the time for us to rise up and take America back. You see the difference between what the uh, two white men said and what the black man said? Huh? He didn't talk about uh, racism. He didn't even... Uh, he didn't even talk about the Indians. Anthrax did. America Radio. If you uh, if you want to know what's going to happen in the future, you hire some dingbat that claims that she can talk to uh, Joe Biden's dogs. Yeah, this is uh, on AmericanDocRadio.com. Oh, I love this. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Yeah, so there's there's some dingbat out there claiming that she uh, speaks to dogs. 
She's a psychic. Joe Biden's dog has told a pet psychic a lot about their beloved master and his future. Yes, the dogs know. Dog, dogs always know everything, don't they? Yep. And so, and this chick looks about like what you would expect uh, a dog psychic to look like. Champ, uh, one of Joe Biden's dogs, says he needs memory foam bedded to ease his problems with his joints. Now, Major, Joe Biden's other dog, uh, thinks he may have dental problems. Both dogs say Joe Biden's troubles with Donald Trump are far from over. That's what he said, didn't he? Didn't he say that, foo-foo? But that their master is calm and focused enough to steer America forward. (laughs) Uh, The Biden White House has sprung its first leaks, but what can be done when the leakers are the president-elect's beloved dogs? By the way, this is posted at the DailyBeast.com originally. (laughs) And they're communicating telepathically with a pet psychic in the English Midlands. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) It began when British daytime TV show This Morning provided Beth Lee Crowder uh, with pictures of Biden's two German shepherds, Champ and Major, as a pet psychic who performs animal communication using telepathy. And mind-to-mind communication, Crowder, from the country of Worcestershire, uses photographs or can just be in the same room with this as the animal in order to begin, she claims, speaking with it. Uh, there are pictures, uh, with their pictures, sorry. Uh, she says she forged a close relationship with Biden's dogs. This is the kind of mental illness that we're getting uh, as political analysis. In 2020. Yes. Looking at pictures, she forged a close relationship with Biden's dogs. And boy, howdy, did they ever dish about their owner, as well as a ramping up of his troubles with an unconceding Trump moving into the White House. Their master's calmness. Even Biden's plans to govern. These dogs need to be killed. They are leaking national security to a dingbat in Britain. Very first thing I got, she said, was that they are both very excited about moving to the White House, Lee Crowder told the Daily Beast. I had a real connection. I felt the excitement of theirs. Yeah. They showed me that Joe Biden is a very bonded to his dogs and has a real connection to them. <laughs> Reading this. <laughs> they kept showing me that although he has rescued one of the dogs, the dogs feel in many ways they have rescued him. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Major, too, was adopted through the Delaware Humane Association in 2018. Uh, and he told her that telepathically. And will be the White House's first ever rescue dog. Champ 12 uh, was bought from a breeder in 2008. And Joe and Jill Biden proudly showed them off during the election campaign. Uh, the, the, the dogs went on to describe... Joe Biden, uh, to me, she said, as having a big personality, Lee Crowder said. And uh, they say to me that is a, a special man with great empathy for people and animals, unless they're prosecutors in the Ukraine, in which case he gets them fired. They showed me that Joe cannot function without dogs in his life. He talks to them. They're a huge part of his life and who he is. <sighs> 
I give up. I give up. I can't talk about that anymore. But there is one more story I wanted to get to, and I see that I'm running out of time here. Um, William Shatner, Captain Kirk, uh, is coming after Alberta for not using the Canadian federal government's COVID tracking app. That's right. Alberta said, no, we won't be doing that. Okay. Captain Kirk himself went after Alberta for not allowing the federal COVID-19 tracing app into the province. Yeah, good on you, Alberta. Good on you. Montreal-born William Shatner, 89, took to Twitter in response to a thank you note he received from federal health officials for helping spread the word about the app. Now you just need to get Alberta on board, he tweeted. I've heard that certain people have an issue with the app because they have their own app. Alberta there, uh, their app may work, but people do travel. It's bizarre and dangerous, in my opinion. How do I know I'm just an actor? Tweeted the man who played Captain Kirk for the Star Trek TV series and movies. Uh, Shatner, of course, lives in California, right? He's ragging on Alberta for not having a COVID app. (sighs) So much for believing the Shat. If Shatner, a holder of the Order of Canada, wants to point his phaser at another province... This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.